This is the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. And you just entered the No Bitch Zone. What is going on, everybody? It is Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. It's been a little while yet again. I've been very, very inconsistent this year with my podcast, and I'm so sorry for that. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just a normal dude, and sometimes I get a little burnout. But I will tell you this. I've kind of got that fire relit, and I'm ready to deliver some amazing content some great interviews, a lot of great stories for you guys here in the very near future. I'm working on my lineup as we speak, and my next podcast that's scheduled is actually the one that I'm looking forward to more than any other show that I've ever done, and it's actually with my son, Caleb. Now, for those of you that don't know, Caleb started this business with me, uh, well, gosh, we're about three and a half years ago, and he was still in high school, and basically what happened was he saw his dad, who uh, was unhappy in his career and was talking about starting another business, and or starting his first business on the side, and he approached me and said, Dad, I, I don't think I ever want to work for someone. I'd rather just uh, do my own thing. Can I go into business with you? And I took a couple weeks and tried to talk him out of it, not because I didn't want him to do it, but just simply because, uh, especially to a kid, but even to an adult, you know, starting a business can sound kind of fun and exciting. And it is fun and exciting, but you can kind of forget and not realize all of the negative things that come with building, building a business. So I, you know, took a couple weeks, made him think on it. Let him know that weekends weren't going to be like the weekends that his friend friends had and that he wasn't going to get to do all the cool stuff that his friends was going to do and so on and so forth. He still wanted to do it. And then uh, that was, uh, I don't know, fast forward uh, two-ish months or so, and I ended up losing my job because we were talking about our business and planning around it and just a whole lot of BS, and I don't even know if it would have really happened, to be honest. And then I found out that I was losing my job, and uh, I went out to start the business and Caleb has been there by my side ever since. We've had a lot of good. A lot. Honestly, it's been like the best time of my life. I think he would say the same as young as he is. He just turned 21. But we've also had a lot of bad, you know, working with your son, working with your dad is probably much worse for him than it was for me because I've enjoyed most of it. But we've had some ups. We've had some downs. And uh, there's been a bunch of times that, uh, you know, I didn't know if we were going to continue to work together as a business partner. So. So that's a little teaser to the next episode that's coming up. Caleb's going to be joining. It's going to be fun. And it's probably, I hope it is, it's probably going to be a really long episode of us just kind of going down memory lane, talking about our journey and uh, the stuff that we have upcoming. And I'm sure we'll just do a bunch of silly BS <laughs> in there as well uh, as we're doing it. So I, uh, I hope you guys uh, will enjoy that one. I hope you're looking forward to that one like I am. It's going to be awesome. <clears throat> now, uh, before I go any further, uh, I got to give a big shout out to the show sponsor, Responsibid. 
Now, if you guys don't know what Responsibit is, you've not been listening to my podcast, but just in case this is your first episode, let me tell you, Responsibit is the ultimate selling tool for the service industry. And it's as simple as that. What does it do? Well, it helps you do quotes effectively and efficiently and consistent. It helps you uh, build packages so that way you can get higher ticket prices. It helps you do your follow-up with your customers. So that way, once you've done a quote, and maybe they didn't buy from you right then, Responsibit is going to stay in front of them and make sure that they're going to buy from you. It also can uh, go on your website, and you can use it to allow customers to get quotes on your website. And uh, not only can they get quotes, but they can schedule stuff themselves, pay deposits. It has intelligent scheduling. It's really, really powerful. It's really awesome. It literally makes me money while I'm asleep. I don't know. I've got two stories that I really enjoy telling about Responsibid. One of them was uh, when I closed the deal while I was in the shower. I, that's happened more than once. But uh, the first time it happened, <laughs> it was it was exciting. And another one was when I went in the Lazy River when I was in Branson, Missouri last year for a convention. And um, I had to set my phone out, you know, in, a, in a locker. I went and hopped in the Lazy River, come back and grab my phone. And I think we closed, I think it was a $400 and change job. I can't remember for sure. But while I was in the Lazy River, Responsibid was making money for me. So if you want to check it out, Journey of a New Entrepreneur listeners get an exclusive free month of service. If you just go to jnebid.com, that's J-N-E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, B-I-D, like responsibid.com. And here's the last and final thing. This is something new that you guys probably don't know about these guys. But Responsibid used to offer a two-to-one ROI guarantee. And what that means is that if you signed up for Responsibid and you didn't get a two-to-one return on your finances, you did not pay for Responsibid. They were so confident in their product that they used to offer a two-to-one guarantee. Unfortunately, they don't offer that anymore. But (laughs) they did replace it with something far more amazing. They are so confident that you will make money using Responsibid that they now offer a 10 to 1 ROI guarantee. You heard me, 10. That's a one with a zero following it. A 10 to 1 ROI guarantee for anyone that uses Responsibid or you don't pay for it. Go to jnebid.com to check it out. So, guys, I'm going to probably keep this episode a little uh, a little shorter than most of the episodes. As you can tell, I'm kind of solo today. But I thought that it, had, it was past due for me to uh, touch base with everyone. <clears throat> and I want to share just a little nugget. But, uh, you know, but before I do, like I said, I've been a little out of the loop. I think it's been close to two months since I'd recorded a podcast, and I was a little inconsistent then. And uh, I get a lot of you guys have reached out to me and said, man, is the podcast canceled? Are you not doing it anymore? So on and so forth. And first off, I really appreciate everybody that reached out to me. It's just, it's just nice. It's just warm, you know, heartwarming. I appreciate that. Um, but the answer is no. The podcast is not going away. I, uh, I've just got, I've just been a little wore out, a little burnt out, you know, a little, a little bit of human showing in me. And, uh, but that's just kind of who I am anyway. I'm a very emotionally driven person. 
So I tend to be extremely high or I don't know that I ever get extremely low, but I'm, I'm either way high or I'm way low. And um, you guys can usually tell where I'm at in my mood because the amount of content that I put out usually reflects that. And I know that's not a good thing and I know I should power through it and Jocko Willick would be really upset at me, but it's just the truth. So once again, just kind of touching base on there. I'm, I'm really excited to uh, be disciplined, get back and do this. But here's what I want to talk to you guys about today. I want to actually share a nugget with you that was shared with me by a mentor <clears throat> that has made a, uh, I, well, I don't even want to say that it's made a huge impact in our business. I would say from a customer life cycle, customer experience, um, you know, quality, however you want to say it, um, standpoint, it's been the foundation of what we do. Now, so let me let me just share the story with you, and then I'll explain to you how it has uh, been implemented in my business. So I have a background in uh, home security, so like a security system. So if you've ever heard of ADT Security, you know they're the biggest company in the world that does that. Uh, that's the type of stuff that we did. And I started out working with a uh, little ma and pop company in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Started out as a security technician, crawling through attics, installing these things because we didn't do very much wireless stuff back then. So we literally had to pull wires through the attic and uh, worked my way into sales. And then I got into middle management and then I became the vice president and general manager of my region and then bounced around the country a little bit and actually got all the way to ADT. And the ADT merger that happened after, let's see, one, two, three, I think ADT was the fourth company in the line of mergers. Um, that was the one that ultimately took my head off in that, in that industry and caused me to start this business. So if we rewind back to that little ma and pop company, it had such a huge impact on my life. The company was called TNT Security. Now, some of you may have heard me just say TNT Security and say, huh, well, Bobby's company's name is TRT. Yeah, there's a little bit of a, a respectful homage there to, to that original company. I wanted a three-letter acronym, and um, whenever I was able to come up with TRT, you know, make something work, I thought, that's really, really cool. So I did that. And uh, to be quite honest, even went with the same colors, just that, you know, I, I had a great deal of respect for the guy, Tim, that owned that company and uh, his wife, Tina. And I think that's where TNT originally came from was Tim and Tina. And uh, <clears throat> so it was just a little bit of respect to them. So Tim had started the security company and he uh, sold it eight years later, he had zero debt. And I think he sold the thing for about $10 million dollars. So, I, well, I don't think, I actually know because I ended up working for the company that, that bought his company. And, uh, but Tim was a great entrepreneur. He's mostly retired now. And when I started working for him as a technician, I was kind of having that quarter life crisis. If you don't know what I mean, Google that. But it's like a midlife crisis, but it's at the quarter point. And realizing, oh my God, I'm mortal and I, I'm going to have to do something with my life and with my career if I don't want to work until the day I die. And the first thing I started doing was really watching Tim, the owner of this company, because I noticed there was something special about the guy. And I would ask him occasionally, you know, I don't know, three, four times a year, you know, hey, can can I take you to lunch? 
and he'd be sure. So I'd go to lunch with him and I would just ask, I would just say, Hey Tim, I want to do some great stuff with my life. And I probably want to start a business one day and I want to do X, Y, and Z. What advice do you have for me? And he would just share some, some counsel and advice with me. And one thing that he shared during one of those conversations, we were actually sitting in a Chili's restaurant, uh, the baby back rib place there in, in Tulsa off of the sea here, uh, 40, 51st and Harvard, if I remember correctly, for any of you that live in Tulsa. And um, sitting in this Chili's restaurant, and I had asked him some question, uh, something about why are we so great here? Why is our company, because the company he was building, it, was, it, had completely, it had completely dominated the market that he was in. And I asked him, I said, what makes that the case? And he, he was just very, very adamant. And guys, as I'm talking, I'm kind of hearing the audio go in and out. I don't think it's keeping the, keeping the message from uh, getting through, but uh, I'm, I'm on a new recorder here, so I hope it's not causing you guys any problems. But I asked him, I said, what's the, uh, you know, what's the, the issue with that? What, why are we so great? And he said, Bobby, it's the little things. It's the little things that separate us from our competition. And I kind of looked at him and, you know, I understood what he was saying, but I remember thinking, well, that's kind of silly. And he said, well, you know, here's the thing. He goes, anyone that's going to keep their doors open is going to take a phone call when someone calls them, right? Because a lot of the times you'll hear, uh, you know, people say, if you just answer the phone, you're going to beat all your competition. Well, that's kind of true, but it's really not. You don't beat all your competition. If you just answer the phone, you're just going to beat the other people that aren't going to make it in business anyway, because they don't even answer the phone. So that just puts you ahead of a lot of people. But it doesn't put you ahead of your competition, because anyone that keeps the doors open, they're going to answer the phone too. And then, you know, and he goes on and elaborates and he says, you know, any company that's going to stay in business is going to go deliver their good. You know, like in our instance, it was install the security system. So if we go out and install the security system, that doesn't make us special. And he says, and any company is going to monitor the system. You know, they're going to make sure that if a bad guy breaks in, the cops are going to get called. He goes, so that doesn't separate us from the competition. He goes, what separates us is the experience that we provide for the customer that makes them feel good, and it's the little things that create that experience. So he goes, it's not that we answer the phone, it's how we answer the phone. It's like in my company, the script that we use is damn near exactly what Tim taught the people at his company to use because it was a very calculated, very strategic, and it works. And... Uh, he goes, so it's not the fact that we answer, it's how we answer that just adds a little bit of a great touch there. And, and the script, you know, I don't just mean the hello portion, but the entire conversation. And then he goes, and then it's just the fact that when a sales rep is on his way out, a sales rep will call on his way. Now, a lot of people do that, but a lot of people don't. And he goes, that's just another little experience. And then he mentions, you know, the things that some of the technicians do, like whenever we would show up and explain to the customer how the process was about to go and give them the ETA and then notify them about halfway through uh, that we were about halfway through and the special training that we did with the customer at the end. And all of these things that we would do that were little that the other companies weren't necessarily doing. 
you know, when we would answer the phone, it would be, this is Bobby with TNT Security Services. How can I help you? Someone else would answer and say, Bob Security. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference, right? So, so this little thing philosophy is something that for some reason just stuck in my head back when Tim told me sitting in that Chili's restaurant when I was just a security installation technician. And it stuck with me all the way to today in my business. And I think I mentioned at the beginning of this recording, I can't remember, uh, to be honest with you, we're almost, only about 16 minutes in, but we just moved into a new office um, just across the parking lot from where I was, but basically moved out of a uh, janitor's closet. It wasn't even good enough to be a janitor's closet because I didn't have a sink in there to rinse out a bucket but uh you take the sink out of a janitor's closet that's basically what we were located in and now we have some nice office space and warehouse and some stuff that we can grow into you know it's a little big for us at the moment but we're going to be growing into it but i've been ordering stuff you know and i've been ordering you know like this say vacuums and paper towel holders and this and that you know and just stuff that's not fun to spend money on but another thing that i spent some money on that is kind of fun is uh some like some stickers for the walls and i got a big ass big ass logo that i'm putting in the entryway and but i bought um some wall decals for um uh, for both sides of the door you know, in the hallway going to and from the warehouse. And it's a quote that all of my technicians could tell you, any of our employees could tell you. Because every week when we would meet, we always ask the guys, guys, what separates us from our competitors? And if you were to walk up to one of my employees, if you were here in Orlando, Florida, and you saw one of our trucks out cleaning, and you stopped your car and you walked up to a technician and said, hey, what separates your company from the other companies, they would probably say to you, they'll hold their hands up and hold their fingers just about a half inch apart, and they'll say the little things. Now, so I bought this these decals for the wall, and it says it's the little things that make us great. And uh, so that's the probably the funnest thing that I bought for the office here. But I've taken that little thing philosophy not only did I and Caleb implement it with our customers whenever we were building our business, but we, uh, we've also instilled it into our employees and it's made the difference. And it's why I'm just a couple of reviews away from 500 Google reviews today. It's why we get a lot of people that come back for repeat business on a regular basis for us. Um, those types of things make that customer feel like they have that warm, fuzzy blanket wrapped around them. And that way they're going to remember who we are and what we did the next time they need us. So uh, so that's the point or the, the meat of this podcast is I, I want to encourage you to focus on the little things. And if I can keep the 12-year-old uh, boy's mind <laughs> at bay when I say this next one is find out what your little things are. <laughs> Find out what your little things are. Um, you know, they can be different for everyone. Your little things can be the same as, as the, the things that we use in our business. You know, we, we're all unique. But the key is when you're done with that job, this is a quote from my partner, Michael Kaplan. When you're done with that job, you got to remember that they're not going to remember what you did. They're only going to remember how you made them feel. And you want to make them feel like you wrapped a warm, fuzzy blanket around them. So that way they always remember who you are. 
And the way you're going to do that is not by being the best roof cleaner or the best pest control company or the best, uh, you know, uh, HVAC company, you know, from a technical standpoint. There comes a, a time where there's diminishing returns on the quality because the customer doesn't see the quality. You know, maybe an 8 out of, of, of 10 is just as good as a 10 out of 10 to the customer because they don't see the difference. But where you don't see those diminishing returns is making sure that they felt good. So here's your homework assignment. Come up with your customer life cycle. The very first thing that you want to do is you just want to write down not what your company should be doing, but what it is doing. What does the customer see? What do they experience anytime they call you and do business with your company? So just write it down on a piece of paper. You can do like a little flow chart thing. The phone call comes in. That's step one of the customer life cycle. You know, they talk to an admin or maybe maybe the call comes in and they talk to a call service and then they got to talk to you. Maybe that's not the ideal scenario, but write this stuff down. And then the next step would be they get an email confirmation from you for a sales appointment. And the next step would be a sales rep comes out. And then the next step would be the quote. And then the next step would be uh, appointment de detail reminder for the uh, the technician to come out and then the next step would be the tech coming out and plot out what your customer life cycle is as it sets today and just kind of look at it and say hmm does this make sense is there too many steps in here is there not enough steps in here are there pointless steps in here and at each step you want to start looking and saying does everything kind of work together Whenever we take a phone call, the script on the very first time that the customer calls, it actually ties into like step seven or eight in our process when the technicians are out there in front of them. You want to have synergy with everything. So look at your customer life cycle, kind of examine it, see if it makes sense, and then see what we can do and improve on it. So that way when they call on day one, you're already planting the seeds of getting referrals. You're already planting the seeds of getting reviews. You're already planting seeds of wrapping that warm, fuzzy, fuzzy blanket around them. All of those great things. But remember, it's the little stuff that'll separate you from that. Uh, I'll leave you with one final thought. I don't know this concept too awful well, but uh, Michael Geller, a buddy of mine, I haven't talked to him for a while, but a super, super good dude. He has this concept that he likes called the value wall. And then I'll sum it up with this and we'll get out of here. The value wall is um, basically, hmm, I should have been more prepared. <laughs> what, it's the same concept of these little things. And Michael says that, you know, there's nothing, no one thing in your business that's going to make you vastly better than the other companies because you can say well we have insurance and they can say well we have insurance and then you can say well we have um, a training program and they can say well we have a training program and well we have all these reviews well we have all these reviews too you know and the key is there's not going to be one big giant boulder in this you know rock wall that you're building of value what it is is going to be built upon you know, rock after rock after pebble after pebble of value to the point that you're able to provide that value and your wall is so much larger than the other company's wall. So there's not a one thing that separates you, but there's many, many, many things. Now, you can probably take that analogy and run with it to, a, to an extreme, but the concept still stands, okay? So that being said, guys, I'm really looking forward to this podcast coming up with... Uh, 
Caleb here in, in the very near future. We're going to try to record here in the next three or four days. So I'm really looking forward to that. I really, really appreciate you guys joining me once again. It means a lot. And uh, guys, remember, if you're not doing the things that you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.